Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. One of the president's ride-or-die defenders is legal advisor Jenna Ellis. It's such a political prosecution and a political persecution. Quote. This to me is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. It's revisionist originalism. Tolerance just isn't a two-way street with the Democrats. And I think that tells you all we need to know. Newsmax contributor and former legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. Well, good morning, and we are still on indictment watch across the country. And of course, this is the biggest story in America because weaponizing government is never, ever okay. And regardless of whether you are a Democrat, you're a Republican, you are something in between, you are a Trump fan, love him or hate him, you uh, voted for Hillary Clinton. I mean, who knows? Welcome to all of you know the other <laughs> the haters who also join uh, the show as well. It doesn't matter what your political perspective is. We have due process in this country. We have constitutional protections in this country. And weaponizing government against a political opponent to try to interfere with an election is never appropriate in the United States of America. We are turning into a banana republic. And so uh, no one knows that more personally and deeply than President Trump's spokesperson, my friend Liz Harrington. And she joins me this morning to talk about this. So, Liz, how are things uh, going in Trump world and uh, with President Trump as he's preparing for this likely indictment today? Hey, well, good morning, Jenna. President Trump, is he's doing fine. He's doing great. Um, but what he's really concerned about is the country, because we know exactly what this means, which you just laid out. If they go forward with this, which, I mean, it looks like they will, and totally sham charges and illegitimate investigation, you're really crossing a Rubicon this country's never crossed. It will fundamentally change it. And we will become a third world nation. And if you don't have the rule of law, you have nothing. And this is what this nation was founded upon, our God-given rights uh, and equal justice on, under the law. And if you don't have that, which we've seen it, you know, not just in this case, even though they will look like they're crossing uh, a Rubicon that they've never crossed before, but you've seen it for seven years now. And they've never been able to get to this point, and they shouldn't be able to get to this point now because they've never had anything on President Trump. They've weaponized every different law enforcement agency against him throughout his first term. Uh, and it's not just now in New York City. It's in Georgia, as you're very familiar with. It's in D.C. Um, they're stacking the deck. They're they're really perverting the grand jury system. Uh, they're they're stuffing, uh, you know, radical leftists. Uh, on these grand juries, and they're using, you know, Marxist prosecutors and Marxist judges to go after and harass President Trump and his campaign. And that, all of that put together, is really an illegal, in-kind contribution to the Democrats and the Uniparty, because that's what this is all about, make no mistake. It's not just going after a, a president, it's going after their number one political opponent, that is what will make us a banana republic if they do this, and, and it will be so bad for our country. I'm talking to Liz Harrington, who's President Trump's spokesperson, and the Soros DAs are 
that's totally their goal is to weaponize the justice system and to create a banana republic. And for somebody like Alvin Bragg and the Manhattan DA's office that isn't even prosecuting legitimate crime, but then they're spending all of the state resources, including uh, New York's Attorney General Letitia James, who ran on the fact that she uh, wanted to get Trump. And then you're right, uh, Liz, with all of the other Uh, prosecutions and manipulations across the country, it's kind of coalescing that a lot of these things are now coming uh, to the fore as President Trump is going into the primary season. And so um, how is the campaign preparing for this? Because a lot of us, myself included, are concerned that this is more of a a funding issue, because if he has to, just like the Mueller investigation, uh, tried to drain the war chest, if he's now having to spend all of this time and effort and money on a, a defense, can the campaign actually move forward in, uh, or is that going to effectively excise him regardless of whether he's fighting anyway? Well, that's definitely part of their goal, right? I mean, it, it's, to get propaganda, to try to beat him up more in the media, and it's to drain our, our campaign of resources. But, you know, really, it's not much new uh, that he personally has had to deal with uh, since he came down the escalator. I mean, he's been dealing with false attacks, smears, uh, legal battles I mean, ever since. And so the American people have really galvanized behind him. He, his support is unlike anything we've seen before. And so we're not really worried. I mean, God will take care of the campaign. Um, We're not worried about that. But it is certainly one of their goals. And that's why I said this is why it's so corrupt. Um, They're they're accusing him of something that's not even a crime, that he's innocent of anyway. But they're misconstruing the law, perverting the law to try to get something uh, to make it a campaign finance violation when it clearly isn't, and yet here they're using the full weight of the government at every level, our taxpayer dollars, by the way, to go after a political campaign, and it's clearly the goal. That's what they're doing. And so everything is upside down. You mentioned these Soros prosecutors. It really is the spirit of lawlessness. They want to criminalize innocent people, go after their political opponents, and here they are taking a non-crime that President Trump is completely innocent of, had nothing, I mean, really, if you want to look at it, you would look at it the other way. It was extortion, right, against him. And Michael Avenatti has been already found guilty of extortion uh, in a different case. But they're taking something that's not a crime as a misdemeanor and try to bumping it up to a felony when literally they're letting felons, they're pushing their charges down to misdemeanors, letting criminals back on the streets to commit more crime. It's a terrible thing for our country. And that's what happens when you have uh, political actors in there perverting the justice system against their political opponents. It it turns us into a third world nation. It it really does. So what happens next when uh, this indictment is now, reports are saying, likely coming out today? um, And President Trump's attorneys have said that he uh, will cooperate and go up to Manhattan. Can you confirm that that would be the next step, that he's not looking uh, to stay in Florida and force an extradition? Or what are the next steps that he's contemplating? Uh, that's what that's as good of what I know, the information I have. Um, I haven't spoken directly about every, you know, 
step of what he's planning to do. But my understanding is that is um, what's going to happen if they indeed do go down uh, this road. Um, But I can tell you nothing really changes as far as his commitment uh, to the country and to the campaign. We're still planning a huge rally in Waco, Texas. Uh, this weekend, which I think is going to be just absolutely enormous, and we're encouraging anybody in the Texas area, family, friends uh, down there, show your support, because this is such a critical time in our country. We have to show uh, these corrupt powers that there's more of us, that they are not winning, that this is not the country that we want America to be. So it's going to be really important in Waco, Texas this weekend. Uh, and President Trump, he's going to keep fighting, and that's what we know for certain. No matter what they throw his way, he's always going to fight for the American people. Yeah, he has always been the man in the arena, and that is one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about so much that we uh, respect so much about him. Um, and and so speaking of fighting for the American people, having you know these radical Democrat Marxist leftists as uh, you know, we know that that's the enemy of American values, the justice system. Um, What about this fight between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? Because a lot of people are saying that, you know, why is he going out and attacking Ron DeSantis when he should be kind of aiming his fire at the radical left instead of, you know, speaking of false attacks, um, going on Truth Social and, you know, posting some of these things that are and, and and the names and all that, which is we could say typical Trump. But is that um, do you think undermining the perception that he's fighting for the country instead of just fighting for his own campaign? Well, President Trump, he's a straight shooter, and he always has been, and he doesn't like political games. And frankly, that's what the governor of Florida has been doing. And he's been pretending, oh, he's not running, but he's got a Murdoch-funded book tour. He's going to all the early states. It's quite obvious to everyone that he is. And You know, quite frankly, he wouldn't be governor without President Trump's endorsement when he was, you know, at 3 percent. So President Trump, he looks at what's going on and he doesn't like nonsense and he just tells it like it is. So all the things that he said about DeSantis, I mean, they're going to be proven to be true. Uh, He knows what he's talking about. And also, you know, it's you know, DeSantis can have other people like an entire news network, Fox News, you know, trying to undermine President Trump's campaign and not do it himself. But then when literally take President Trump out of it, take DeSantis out of it, take Alvin Bragg out of it. The fact that they are trying to use the whole legal system and turn us into a banana republic and arrest the number one political opponent because they know they can't beat him fair and square unless they do massive cheating at the ballot box again, like they did in 2020. The fact that that's going on, and then Ron DeSantis waits to comment on it, and then says it's not a real issue, and he's not going to do anything to you know support his resident of Florida. He's not. He's going to stay out of it. But also to take a cheap shot at really the victim of all this. And it's not about President Trump, who's been falsely accused. It's about all of us. It's about if they'll do this to him, they'll do it to all of us. And they already have started that. We've seen the DOJ going after Christians and pro-life activists. We've seen them with the January 6th defendants, the total uh, just abandonment of due process. 
And that's what this is really about. And he failed in that answer. He failed in leadership. And he took a cheap shot when I think it just exposed what he's really all about. And uh, President Trump, he's exposed what he's always been about. And it's America first. It's fighting for the country. And it's saving the country. There's no other agenda. And it clearly shows that Ron DeSantis has other agendas in mind. So um, in just the last few minutes I have with you, Liz Harrington, and um, it, President Trump's spokesperson, and, and I had a little bit different take on uh, Ron DeSantis's comments because he did uh, he did push back against the Soros prosecutor. He did say all of that, uh, but he did take that shot against President Trump. And a lot of people are suggesting that um, it would have been wiser to leave that out of it. Um, but in just the last few minutes, what uh, what do you anticipate then to be um, the next steps in terms of, of the country? Because I think we are all looking at this as just an, an insane place that we have come to in this country that has been um, further toward a banana republic, as you have said. And so what should be the American people's response to this in terms of uh, supporting true justice, supporting uh, the genuine American values? And, you know, you and I are both Christians. And so as as Christians, how should we view this? And of course, you know, be praying for our country. Um, but just closing thoughts in the last about 30 seconds we have. Absolutely. And President Trump joined a prayer call with pastors the other night. And they asked him, you know, what what can we do to pray for you? And he said, just pray for the country. That's all. I think that's the most important thing you can do. And he's absolutely right about that. And he's called for people to protest, and we do that peaceably, always. Be very discerning. You know bad actors are going to try to stoke violence. We know what they're about. What we should do is congregate together in prayer. I think that's the most important thing we can do. Uh, do not be afraid, but also just speak out anytime you get a chance to, the local level, at any opportunity, and say, this is not America, this is not uh, what we are about, and we have to restore our, our just God-ordained Constitution uh, if we're going to survive as a nation. And I think the American people know that. They're going to unite and stand together. So what's next? I think the country is going to come together like never before. Uh, people see what's happening. Uh, they do not like it. And we have to realize that we do need to come together and stand against this no matter what your party is. Uh, or affiliation and unite and make sure that we save America. And by the grace of God, we will. Well, Liz Harrington, thank you so much for your time this morning. We are praying for you, for President Trump and for our country. So really, really appreciate your time today. We will be back uh, with more right here on Jenna Ellis in the morning. Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a presidential candidate, will join us following the break to give his take on all of this coming up next. My father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. Ooh. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. 
As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Stacy Dean, Deputy Administrator for the Food and Nutrition Service. Her office works to increase nutrition assistance for struggling families and individuals. Genesis 9-3 reminds us of God's blessings of food. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Stacy Dean as she works to improve food and nutrition for more Americans. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Dwayne Johnson is best known as The Rock. He's a Hollywood megastar, also known for his work as a pro wrestler. But when he was a kid growing up in Hawaii, he was dirt poor. And as a teenage boy, he made some pretty bad decisions in his life, not the least of which was shoplifting candy bars from a 7-Eleven. The Rock says he used to steal Snicker bars every day when he was a kid, and decades later, he knew it was time to right that wrong. So The Rock returned to that 7-Eleven and plopped down enough cash to buy every Snickers bar in the store. He also gave the store clerk a tip, telling the cashier to give the candy to any kid who might look like a potential shoplifter. The Rock said you can't change your past, but every once in a while you can make things right with a little bit of redeeming grace. Be sure to get a copy of my book, Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl, available at ToddSturge.com. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back, and we are on indictment watch across the country today as reports are suggesting that the Manhattan DA and the grand jury will actually uh, bring forth and render that indictment today. And how does that change the landscape of uh, the country in terms of our justice system being weaponized and actually pursuing this kind of frivolous, ridiculous, and malicious type of prosecution. Uh, Liz Harrington, who is President Trump's spokesperson, was on in the previous segment. And of course, if you are just joining us and missed that, you can go to AFR.net later today and get the podcast version of the show and listen to her comments and how President Trump is preparing. But I want to welcome in now Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a presidential candidate for the GOP ticket. And um, Vivek, it's been very fascinating to 
to me to watch your commentary on this, because even though you are a a political opponent of Trump as well. You are actually supporting the justice system. You're supporting President Trump. You're calling on your fellow GOP candidates to support him as well, rather than using this as an opportunity for more political opposition. So uh, good morning. And what is your perspective on all this? So look, I mean, there's a reason why I'm running for president, Jenna, and it's not for me to go sit in the White House and fulfilling a life dream. It's because I care about the values that our country represents and care to defend them. And I would see probably no greater step towards national division, dare I say, and that, that national divorce, than for the party in power in the United States to use its police power to arrest its main political opponent, and that is Donald Trump. And yes, I am running against him. But you know what? That's part of why I felt a sense of responsibility to speak up, because I have credibility in saying this. This is not a political point. It's not about politics. It's about first principles to say that we're not a nation that uses police power to stifle political opposition. We're a country where the voters get to decide who governs the radical idea that set America into motion. And I think if we see this play out today or in the next couple of days, That's going to be very dangerous for this country, for public trust in our electoral system, for public trust in our justice system, for a generation to come. And you know this, I think, well, too, Jenna. We are skating on thin ice as a country right now. That is not something we can afford. And for me, I would rather – you know what? It may be more convenient as a politician not to have Donald Trump in the race if you're running for president, but I could care less. I would rather lose an election and say and do the right thing than to simply – be part of the problem, really be complicit in the problem while just watching our country, actually the essence of our country just disappear before our plain eyes. And and that's being principled and having honor. And I greatly respect that, Vivek. And, you know, looking at what's going on then in Florida, um, what are your comments about Governor Ron DeSantis and his response to this? A lot of people are suggesting that he needs to step in and do something. From uh, my perspective, it, just in terms of the law, I don't see that there is a role here, at least yet, uh, for a, a governor in Florida to step into another state's uh, political prosecution. He did come out and uh, condemn the weaponization of government and the Soros DAs. Um, But do you think that there's something else that he could do or should be doing at this point uh, to help the country and the cause? I do. And and the reason why is I think anybody who is running against Donald Trump, and you could debate the technicalities of this because technically Ron DeSantis hasn't entered the race or whatever, but anybody who's a national figure, who's a leader in this country, who has people who he has built credibility with, whether that's Ron DeSantis, whether that's Nikki Haley, whether even that that's Joe Biden, if you want to even look at about this across partisanship, we got to stand up for first principles. And that's why I was just disappointed in Ron DeSantis's initial silence and then coming out with what I saw as just a practiced political consultant tested what's going to play to the base, say Soros as many times by sort of deflecting and changing the subject versus just clearly saying that a Trump indictment would be wrong and that it would be bad for the country, and that he joins me and others in calling on the Manhattan District Attorney in saying, abandon this political persecution through prosecution. I know that it would be more politically convenient for Ron DeSantis if Donald Trump were not in this race, because then Ron DeSantis would be 
going from the number two position to the number one position. So I'm sure it would be more politically convenient for him. But that's why he had an opportunity to demonstrate that he actually had a spine. He had conviction in principle. And I was just disappointed to see first the radio silence. By the way, from somebody who, as much as I'm glad he says that that's because he's focused on Florida, but is spending Florida money to fly migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard and get in front of a camera whenever there's a national issue to be discussed, that's you know, somebody who's anticipating running for president. I don't fault him for speaking out about national issues. But the notable silence in the hour of need when it matters, and the part that's disappointing to me is in the last 72 hours, in the last five days, we have a unique window to do whatever small part we can to help avert this national disaster, to shape the conversation in a way that hopefully knocks some sense into this politicized district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, to say that, you know what, it is absolutely a politicized decision. This guy is delivering on a campaign promise. Alvin Bragg campaigned to investigate Donald Trump. So if he indicts him, that's his version of fulfilling a campaign promise. That is not how the justice system is supposed to work. And to, in unsparing terms, clearly call that out, whether you're a leader, anyone who's a leader in this country, whether or not you're running for president, but especially if you're running or likely to run for president, that's something that we have a responsibility, a civic responsibility to call out, even if that's against our interests. And it just highlighted to me one more. I mean, there's a reason I'm in this race, Jenna is that I just think the Republican Party, most of the leaders in it, I think Ron DeSantis included, if I'm being really honest about it, are not up to the task of actually being courageous. They're up to the task of appearing to be courageous by saying what's politically popular with their base. But when push comes to shove, if you have a career politician who grew up in the system, well, you know what, if you want to break the system and change it, the career politician that was bred in that system just isn't going to get the job done. That's a big part of why I'm in this race. But it still left me disappointed in watching Ron DeSantis using the career politician moves rather than just speaking authentically with conviction on Saturday as I did. I'm talking with Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a, a GOP presidential candidate. And Vivek, um, using the political opportunism uh, to score political points and so forth, a lot of people are suggesting uh, that they were disappointed in Ron DeSantis. I had a little bit different take um, from from my seat. I thought he did uh, condemn the the malicious prosecution, uh, but but I agree that you know he t- he did take the opportunity to score some political points and could have been more of a statesman. Um, But could we say the same thing for Donald Trump, who is the subject of this indictment? And I thought it was fascinating that as all of this is coming out this week, uh, when on Monday, DeSantis made the comments and responded to that for the first time, instead of focusing on the country and and training his fire on the Manhattan D.A., uh, Trump is fueling the fire and he's going on true social. And even though he's not the career politician, he's scoring the political points as well. So I'll say two things. First of all, Jenna, yeah, you and I did have different views on this. And it's why I love talking to you is that you and I can, you know, we agree on 80 percent of things. We'll disagree sometimes, but able to have open discourse without having to pretend like we agree at the same time, still do it, you know, while respecting one another's views. So for where you're sitting, I respect where you're coming from. I just disagree with you on the DeSantis piece of this, as I think that courage means leading from the front, not actually checking with your consultants and your donor class what you're allowed to say. And with Ron DeSantis, this is just a pattern that I'm now beginning to see. Same pattern. Last weekend, by the way, with the Silicon Valley Bank bailout, the bailout of Silicon Valley, that is itself, he didn't say a peep. And you look at who some of the biggest 
advocates were for the bailout, self-interested actors in Silicon Valley, like venture capitalist David Sachs, probably the most biggest proponent of that bailout, guess what, was a big fundraiser for Ron DeSantis very recently. So it's, that's a pattern that I think we're beginning to see from the professional politician. I do think that's why the GOP, we need to be the party that makes it our tradition to nominate the outsider for the White House. Now, your question was about Donald Trump, and I just want to say something about, you know, just for a second, to put everyone in the shoes he's in. He's somebody who served this country for four years as president of the United States. I, I think did a lot, did a great job in a lot of different respects. I wouldn't have done everything exactly the same way, but I respect it. And now to be on the receiving end of an indictment and then to see people who he has supported in the past vigorously gone to the mat for, like Ron DeSantis, staying silent or worse, even even turning in the other direction in the hour of need, I think he's lashing out a little bit. And is that something that is, – is anyone God? Okay, no. I think that, I think that uh, a, a divine human being would not – act in that way. I agree with you. You'd focus on the cause as well. But I'm really sympathetic to the position. I'm at least empathetic to the position that he's in. And I think that this is a moment where the people who see a person who led this country, a 45th president, who's running for president again, about to be down. And down, what does that mean? He's being indicted in handcuffs. This is a moment where it's not even about him. It is about the country. But those of us who are on the outside of that, who are aspiring to be that next leader, that need to demonstrate leadership the most. And so is my leadership style the same as Donald Trump's? Absolutely not. There's a reason I'm running for president, because I think that if, if Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis were the right person to lead the country next, then I would need to be in this race. But more importantly than that, I think, is the point that this is about first principles. This is not the way that we behave as a country. And you know what? I think that the lack – I think President Trump has exhibited far more courage over the last over his tenure of governing than Ron DeSantis has. And I think that that's evidence of the need for actual outsiders to the political system who aren't beholden to that captured system, who aren't beholden to a donor class to actually exhibit courage. And twice over the last week, Ron DeSantis had the opportunity to do it from the Silicon Valley bailout to now the indictment of Trump, which he I think it was I was just personally disappointed as an American to see the way that he handled that. I think it's just another reason why it highlights to me and gives me a sense of conviction and purpose to actually demonstrate leadership. And if maybe that means winning the election, great. I'm just going to be speaking truth at every step of the way. But as I said, I would rather lose this election and speak truth at every step than to divert on a different path of using poll-tested platitudes while actually happening to be a hollowed-out husk that ends up in the White House. That's not the result I should want to see for myself or anybody else. And I'm talking with Vivek Ramaswamy, who's a GOP presidential candidate. And um, I do agree with you on several points that, um, you know, first, President Trump has certainly taken a lot more attacks from his position than at least currently Ron DeSantis has just by virtue of being Donald Trump. I think he is the most persecuted uh, person in the country because all of the Democrat fire is trained on him. I think that if he ended up getting out of the race, uh, then that fire would just be trained on the next 
person in line. Um, but I also want to to just circle back to one thing you said at the very beginning, Vivek, which is that you and I can disagree on things. We can talk about things. Um, we have disagreed even in private conversations and talked through things, which is one of the things I so appreciate about you without, you know, calling each other, you know, oh, traitor and all of these other um, kind of flamboyant, colorful terms that you see on social media. And you're prolific on social media. Um, and, and I like that in especially a younger presidential candidate. I think that's going to be important um, moving ahead in our nation's history to have someone who is a leader more accessible um, to that kind of interaction. So what would your encouragement be to this very divided GOP base that is so focused on the either diehard MAGA support versus Ron DeSantis versus, you know, all of these other kind of infighting things rather than the state of our country. Right. Let's focus on the agenda and what we actually stand and why we stand for it. You know what? I think that we should even stop thinking about this. And I go even one step bigger than that, Jenna. Even stop thinking about it even in partisan terms. Okay, this is not even about Republicans and Democrats. This is about whether you are pro-American or whether you are anti-American. That's the real battle in our country. Okay, there are certain ideals that our nation was founded on, from free speech to open debate, what you and I just talked about, and a culture of free speech and open debate, to meritocracy, to self-governance over aristocracy in our country. That's what's at stake in the Trump indictment. That's what's at stake in the ESG battle. These are the things that actually matter. First principles, are you pro-American or not? And I think, you know what I say, if you're pro-American, if you stand for those values, I don't care if you're MAGA or establishment or if you're black or white or you're Democrat or Republican even. We're on the, if you believe in those things deep in your bones, you have the courage to act on those convictions. You're willing to make a sacrifice for those convictions, then we're on the same team. And if you're not, then we're not. And I think that that's actually what even undergirded you know, somebody who I – agree with on 95% of things. Ron DeSantis, the last part of what I said is courage means you have convictions and you have not only convictions, but you're willing to make a sacrifice to advance those convictions. So what I say is I don't care what label you apply. Are you committed to those basic ideals and rules of the road of this country? Do you share those convictions deep in your bones? And are you willing to make a sacrifice to actually act on them? And if you are, then we're on the same team. That's the way that we need to actually define the true political divide in this country. Are you pro-American and willing to act on it, or are you not? And I think what we will discover, Jen, is, is not only a majority, an overwhelming majority of the country is on our side of this, on the pro-American side. And I think if we focus on that, I still remain optimistic that 2024 can be a landslide election, 1980 Reagan or 1984 Reagan-style landslide election in this country. That is how we deliver national unity, not by showing up as some establishment or career politician saying, hey, can't we all get along, guys, compromise, sing kumbaya and hold hands at the 50-yard line? No. I think the way we deliver national unity is by embracing the radicalism of those American ideals. And I think that's how we unify this country. And I'm running for president to do that. And you know what? I hope that we succeed in doing it, whether it's me or someone else, our country needs it. Our country does need it. And always appreciate you uh, joining friend of the show, Vivek Ramaswamy. And we'll be right back with more and taking your calls. If you want to call in and weigh in on uh, what's going on, call 888-589-8840.
Washington Watch advances a culture where human life is valued and religious liberty thrives. Hello, this is Tony Perkins, host of Washington Watch, right here on the American Family Radio Network, inviting you to join us each weekend for the weekend edition of Washington Watch for the latest from our nation's capital on what is happening as it pertains to faith, family, and freedom. You'll hear from policymakers, congressional leaders, and others each day, 4 p.m. Central Time. Be there. Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Christian parents are on the hook today because they have to identify the threats to the value system uh, that's being taught to their children in public schools. And their job is to protect their kids from these influences. Tune in for Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson. Weekdays at 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. on American Family Radio. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our program. God's blessings to you all. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has informed the Senate Armed Services Committee that the cancellation of former President Trump's border wall contracts by the Biden administration left a variety of excess materials and the total costs to store, maintain, and secure all the materials across all sites is estimated to be approximately $130,000 per day. Yep, you heard that right. The Department of Defense is spending $130,000 a day on border wall materials that are sitting in storage. Yet the American people are forced to bear the brunt of this record high immigration invasion. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corrine, this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt, I'm saving thousands and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders and they are a Christian-based company. I love it. (laughs) If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I'm Corey, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-788-1813. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning. And um, we had Liz Harrington on, who, of course, is President Trump's spokesperson, Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a presidential candidate. And just speaking for the man not in the room, um, of course, we would have loved to have someone on DeSantis's team on today because um, I do think that it is fair to get all perspectives. Um, but in case you are listening to the show and wonder, you know, Jenna, why don't you jump in and, you know, tell them, tell them off or push back on your own opinion or whatever. Um, my perspective is having grown up um, in a family who, you know, we talk about everything, we debate everything, we've watched um, the news from, you know, going all the way back. I can remember, you know, sitting with my parents watching Bill O'Reilly uh, growing up for a long time. And I actually didn't like uh, how his style was. And, I, and I've been on his new show. I've 
you know, talked to him a number of times. So, you know, really like him as, as a person, but as an interviewer, his style to jump in and cut off his guests with then his own opinion. I would sit there even, you know, in high school and think, well, wait, I want to hear what your guest had to say. Like you brought them on for a reason. So um, that's kind of more my style is um, I will speak my opinion when it is um, a segment that I'm giving you my opinion and I'll ask the questions that I think are relevant to the guests that will come on that don't always agree with me, won't always agree with you. But I think it's important that you hear their perspective rather than me jumping in because, hey, you may not agree with my perspective and so want to hear them. And I think that's really important to a civil and civic debate. And even though um, I love debate and, you know, I even did that throughout uh, high school and college um, as a as a debate champion, <laughs> actually. Um, and of course, I think that was helpful in, in law school and beyond. Um, I don't want to be like the uh, the other fake news MSNBC kind of, uh, you know, style where those hosts will turn down the microphone to their guests and then, um, you know, the host will jump in. And if they say something that's not, you know, towing the party line of the network, then, you know, the guest is cut off. So I hope that um, you actually appreciate that about the interview style on this show. But I also want to give you all a chance to comment. We haven't opened the phone lines in a while because we've had so many great guests. But if you want to call in and opine on the indictment of Donald Trump that is forthcoming, likely, or the, uh, the just the rhetoric between Trump and DeSantis, the uh, listener line is 888-589-8840. And let's start with Dennis in Oklahoma. Good morning, Dennis. Hi, Jenna. I really appreciate you having Vivek on. You both strike me as people of principle that uh, just have a, a higher way of uh, expressing uh, the political uh, point. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited about Vivek being in the race. I have contributed to him, and uh, I jokingly tell people I, I'm going to make a really uh, long bumper sticker that says DeSantis Ramaswamy. <laughs> and it would take up a lot of my bumper. But uh, I no, I really do. And I appreciate that he's bringing these principles. And this is the only thing that will unify our party and our nation if we uh, can unite around the principles that founded the country. And I'm so glad that Ramaswamy, that Vivek is bringing this message to the uh, debate stage. Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate those comments. And, um, and and I agree with you. I really respect Vivek. I think his uh, points are very solid. I've known him personally for a number of years, as I've uh, told everyone uh, here in, in our audience and our AFR family. And I would love to see him get to the debate stage. And I love that he drops by weekly uh, to share his thoughts. So thanks so much uh, for your call. And uh, let's go to Tom in Houston. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you, Jenna? I'm great. You know, it's it's another day. We've got to be praying for our country. So how are you? Amen. Isn't that the truth? Um, I'm doing great. I, I just wanted to say that my my biggest concern is that I think that we we have a good chance of, of actually bringing a lot of uh, moderate liberals or actually conservative-minded liberals that just don't have, have just become terribly offended what they're what their party is doing. And I think that a lot of them would come over. I think that the, my biggest concern, I love Donald Trump. I think that everything that he did as a president was fantastic. 
I am so fearful that the second that he starts a verbal uh, assault against somebody, not assault, a verbal uh, attack against somebody, that he will push all of those potential uh, potential comer-overs, that's a terrible term, into uh, uh, away from the party and away from what is right in America because everyone recognizes, everyone recognizes that our country is heading uh, in the wrong path, in the wrong path, uh, and it's because of political leadership and other other factors. But I'm afraid that if he if he cannot, if Donald cannot control what comes out of his mouth, that the the end result is, is that all of his phenomenal actions will be negated. Mm. That's my concern. Yeah, and, and Tom, I think a lot of people agree with you. Um, you know, not just the kind of paid trolls on social media that are the you know, the accounts that are trying on purpose to just elevate their candidate and push back against others. Um, and I think especially as Christians, we need to be very concerned that our pushback and our our thoughts and our comments are always um, in line with the truth. And um, we can certainly have opinions, but also trying to move the country forward and um, and doing that in a way that doesn't get into these kinds of uh, what I think are just petty personal attacks. And, you know, that's that's President Trump's style. I mean, obviously, I've known him for years and worked for him. And we had a, a, a saying at, at the campaign that, you know, Trump is Trump, and we all know that. But I agree with you that it would be a lot more effective, I think, to not have these kinds of um, petty disputes, but to be more of a statesman. And um, and that's, that's a concern I've heard from a lot of people because it does put off um, the moderates and even some of the... Um, perhaps the Democrats that we could win over to our side. So really great comments, Tom. Let's go to Kenny in Oklahoma. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Jenna. Praise God. Like Sandy, we have another national treasure with you. Thank you so much. You're very kind. Jenna, thank you. Thank you. The most grievous, awful sin in America today is little children, four years old, five years old, being indoctrinated in the public schools with the homosexual transgender curriculum. Who, Trump or DeSantis, which one will stand up against that grievous sin the most? Yeah, I I totally agree. And there are so many things that we are concerned about in this country. And um, there are a lot of issues. And this is why we do need to be talking about the issues and why we talk about this on this show, not just the political rhetoric and some of the things that you might see on uh, Twitter and social media. Uh, We have to make sure as Christians that we are coming back to fighting the fights that need to be fought um, and standing up against all of this wokeism. And and by the way, I really appreciate, um, and thanks thanks so much for that, Kenny. I also really appreciate um, everyone who wrote in and who asked about um, the commentary on Monday, on Monday's show um, against wokeism. And we actually put out a clip on our Twitter page on at Jenna Ellis AM if you want to listen uh, to that full clip or share it. Uh, Because I think that the Democrats are being so disingenuous in saying that wokeism doesn't exist, saying some of these indoctrinations of our kids uh, don't just simply don't exist. CRT doesn't exist. And, um, and, you know, we're really 
we need to be focused on the genuine issues and pushing back against that with truth and not just going toward um, all of the, the cheap political shots or taking a cue from the mainstream media on what we should be focused on. So um, I think, Kenny, that's, that's really well said. So let's go to Jerry from Texas. Good morning, Jerry. Hi, Miss Jenna. Oh, good morning. Uh, just want to say as a listener, the reason I continue to listen is because I do like your interviewing style. I agree. I hate watching what we would consider mainstream media and seeing the interviewer cutting off the interviewee. It drives me nuts. They don't let them get their opinion across. I can't understand exactly how they're going to finish a sentence, and then they use that as a soundbite later on, which is disingenuous. To any anybody, Newsmax, OANN, Fox, CNN, MS, all of them, when they do that, it drives me nuts. So thank you. That's the reason I, I listened to Sandy Rios in the morning and continue to listen. I like the biblical worldview that's put out. So I appreciate that as a listener, uh, 100%. And then, as you, you said, opining on the current situation, I, I just think that as we've learned through the persecution of the church, the more that they persecute the church, the greater the church spread throughout history. And if we look at that, it seems to be that the more they persecute Trump, his popularity grows a little bit more and more. I'm not saying he's the right person at this time, um, again, to be president. I like Vivek Ramaswamy, and I appreciate you having him on as well. Um, I'm going to listen to everybody that wants to be and run for president. With that being said, I put my name in as Department of Transportation Secretary for whichever administration gets it, and I'll let you go. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for your comments, Jerry. Really appreciate that and uh, that encouragement um, and, and understanding of what, what we want to do on this radio network and the guests and uh, the focus on the biblical worldview perspective. Uh, really appreciate that. And I am right there with you. A lot of people have asked, you know, who am I supporting in the primary? Because, you know, obviously um, Trump was my former boss and, you know, I have a, a lot of different um, <laughs> perspectives on what's going on with this. But um, all I will say is that I am going to support like you, Jerry, the uh, the nominee that wins the GOP primary, because whoever that is, is going to be better than whoever it is that the Democrats put up, whether it is Sleepy Joe for another four years. I don't even see how that's possible, but they may try to do it, um, or any other Democrat. So um, absolutely, and really good comments. Let's go to Sherry from Illinois, and our lines are full, but if you want to call in, it's 888-589-8840. So Sherry, good morning. Good morning, Jenna and audience. Thank you for taking my call. I want to remind everybody that God is sovereign and you are his masterpiece. Um, wondering if you could maybe elaborate more on what this indictment, what the, what's behind it. I'm hearing a lot of it. I think most of the, um, the issue in general is going to be for visual appeal that the left and opponents would like nothing more than the image of President Trump in handcuffs and the media would just run with it. But we need to... Um, to understand what it's about so we can speak with our constituents and set it straight of outside of the drama and the shock value of, of the image and what's about to happen. So yeah. I listened to your show on American Family Radio for 45 minutes twice a day, and I'm sure you've covered it. I know American Family Radio has, but I'm not real clear other than it's something a little salacious and, and really not uh, for this platform. 
Right. Well, Sherry, thanks so much. And, you know, we um, we only have about four minutes left in this show. So the 30 second version of this is that this is just totally political optics. Um, the bottom line, and I, I will actually refer you to a great piece by Margot Cleveland that I put on my Twitter page that says indicting Trump will usher in America's banana republic stage. And here's everything that you need to know about that. I would tell you, put uh, put that article out. Margot Cleveland is a lawyer. She's an excellent writer. You can also go to my podcast at the JennaEllisShow.com, where I've gone into detail the last couple of days, um, also with some really good guests um, in depth on the um, the potential charges, and we're still waiting to know what that actually is. But uh, but the bottom line is that um, the Manhattan District Attorney is pursuing a criminal case, likely. Uh, for allegedly falsifying business records in violation of campaign finance laws. This is the same thing that uh, Hillary and Barack Obama uh, just got slapped with a fine for. So the fact that the Manhattan DA is trying to make this a felony charge is absolutely insane. And of course, the goal is to just get Donald Trump and to drain his war chest and make him a less effective candidate. Um, So let's go to Amy out of Texas. And uh, Amy, we only have about two minutes left. So um, some quick comments and good morning. And thanks for joining. Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to make a statement that today we have to really come together and support the person that's in the hot seat. Today is Donald Trump. What's who's going to be tomorrow? They will not stop. They will not stop. We need to support each other and we need to come together and just stand united for our country, for our country's sake and for the generations to come. I thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your show. Thank you so much. Amen to that. The Lord is indeed sovereign. And what a wonderful uh, way to end. Thank you so much for everyone who is calling in. We will try to get to more calls tomorrow as well, because I know people who listen to this show have um, a lot of comments and concerns and questions. Of course, you can always uh, email us as well at Jenna at AFR.net. We do read those emails and um, and occasionally they will spark um, a guest or a conversation that we want to have on this show because um, you you all are very, uh, very intelligent and important uh, family members across uh, the country for the American Family Association and always appreciate your insights and perspectives and what you want to know, what you want to talk about. And I love joining you every morning. And um, we are at a critical point in this country. This will be a tipping point. And we do need to be praying for our country. We need to be standing firm on the truth. We need to be making sure that we are engaged citizens and that we are on our knees daily praying to the Lord for safety and security in this country moving ahead. So um, these are some really important times. So again, write in Jenna at AFR.net and make it a great day. We'll see what happens and I will join you tomorrow morning. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.